On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss the Philadelphia 76ers offense and defense without James Harden. Where do they rank there on the two-game winning streak? More offense, is it more defense, a combination of both, and without their all-star, how much of that means his absence stands out in these particular categories. We'll dive into it all next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, this episode on this day for us is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. And we got to welcome you all to the show. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. Alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's going on, man? What's popping, D? How you been, brother? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Hope you're doing well. Hope everybody out there is doing well. We got to thank you again for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we need to talk about James Harden. Got some shots up. At practice on Thursday, you were in the building, and we'll talk about that later on in the episode. But this is a James Harden theme type of podcast today because four days off, Monday through Thursday for the Sixers, back on the court on Friday, hosting the Milwaukee Bucks, 730, back-to-back Minnesota on Saturday, both at home as part of a five-game homestand. They won the first two games so far. But we, we need to talk about James Harden and the fact that They've won these two games. Now, they haven't been perfect with him out, but the offense and the defensive production, where they rank in the NBA right now during his absence. So we'll dive into that in these first two segments, and we'll get into uh, what he said today, Keith, to you know, the media at practice on Thursday. But you had some interesting stats. Of course, they're readily available to a lot of people if they did want to dive into them, but you were able to sniff these out and, and and get the information on the stats of the Sixers. Let's start off with the um, the defensive part of things. And a lot of times when we talk about the Sixers and winning the games, and Joel Embiid talked about it during the preseason, how their defense needs to be strong. And we knew two of the, I guess, lesser defenders in their in their rotation as far as the starting role goes, pardon me, is the uh, backcourt, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Maxey's still out there, still not the strongest defender. But DeAnthony Melton is now in there for James Harden as he has been out with this foot injury. So you had some interesting numbers with the Sixers and their defense overall with James Harden not on the floor. Yeah, in the last five games that uh, James Harden hasn't played defensively, the Sixers have the number one defensive rating in the league over that span. They have a defensive rating of 100.6 per 100 uh, possessions, right? So that right there is like, you know, phenomenal. And and a lot of it, when you look at it, like you said, you have Maxi and you have Harden, but what you're doing is you're basically replacing Harden's minutes with Matisse Thibel and DeAnthony Melton. And we're talking about these two guys are 
elite defenders in their own right, right? Matisse is a two-time second-team all-defensive guy, and and Melton is also a, a solid defender. You know, he, he's one of the top guys in the leagues in steals and deflections. So with those guys on the floor and the Sixers don't have to switch like they used to always switch, you know, the defense has just been phenomenal without James Harden. Yeah, and you can see it on the floor, the deflections, their hands in places, the the ability to fight through those picks and the switches. Sure, they both get beat off the dribble from time to time, but we know their recovery ability is also there too, where James Harden, if you get by him, you're pretty much just by him. Occasionally, he'll have that, that tip away from the back for a steal or the block over the top for, uh, you know, again, a block shot in general. But for the most part, Keith, you're, you're 100% right, man, where – uh, the defense has just been much, much better. And you can see it in terms of how many points they're giving up uh, on the floor. Sometimes they've had those that have been a little out of whack when you look at the numbers, but then there will also be the, the, the low-scoring games for the opponent without James Harden on the floor. Never a defender. We, we know that strong and, and can hold his own, especially on the low block when bigger, taller players feel they can take advantage of his not you know six eight six nine size against his 6'4", 6'5", frame, but he has a big, strong base and he's able to hold his own there. But on the ball, face up with the defender, keeping him in front and not letting them get by, that has been, as we know, over the course of his career, not necessarily a strong suit. But with these two rotating in that spot, making sure one or the other is on the floor or even having Shake Milton out there also as another a ball handler, Matisse Thibel and DeAnthony Melton as the two defenders. Sure, your defense is going to pick up in general. And I also think this too is even though the minutes are not strong or or long, if you will, in terms of Daniel House's minutes where he'll play maybe 15, 10, 17, depending on how Doc Rivers is feeling that night, he's also a, at least a plus defender out there on the wing to help out in in those situations where you have to to slow things down and, and make sure that the team contests those shots, et cetera, along with Joel Embiid behind you and even Tobias Harris on the floor, who will dig in and give the effort as a, a four-man along with P.J. Tucker and what they do in the front court to defend. So it's no surprise to me that this is where their numbers are without them on the floor. You just hope that they're able to be able to sustain that type of play defensively when he comes back. The offense – We'll get to that in the next segment. The offense is one thing when he's on the floor, but the defense is another, and it's a glaring difference right now without him on the floor. They can do different things, too, defensively. Uh, Dan Burke can, deciding on how he wants to incorporate playing, and especially matchup-wise, when James Harden is off the floor. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's – that's something that we'll continue to monitor, and they have a big game tomorrow against the Milwaukee Bucks and seeing how they defend them. Javon Carter, I imagine that will be a De'Anthony Melton matchup. We'll see. And Drew Holiday, if he's back, we'll see. But we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more tomorrow. And next up, we'll talk about the offense and where the offense currently is for the 76ers without their point guard, their all-star point guard who averages 10 assists on the season. And as I told you at the top of the show, we did. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And listen, everyone struggles and have to go through some difficult times in their lives. And you oftentimes need people to talk to. You're a little worried. You're a little 
afraid to do so. You don't feel comfortable spilling your business, spilling your life to someone when it comes to your own personal situation. And look, it doesn't come with a user manual. Life doesn't. So you have to figure out how to not allow yourself to just simply be stuck. And navigating through life's challenges can make you feel a little bit unsure, whether it's a career change, new relationship, becoming a parent, everyday life in general. And therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills with these situations, which make therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that you might call yourself you. BetterHelp has connected 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Whether or not you've been in therapy personally, listen, I've been there. I mean, sometimes it's, it's really good to talk to people just to kind of throw different things off of someone else who really doesn't know you personally, but can read through some of the situations and help guide you in a much better way. And as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be even simpler, right? No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. Hope it helps. Do it today, people. We always jokingly say do it today, but make sure you do it today if you need it. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you do, in fact, get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked On 76ers. Keith, continuing with the numbers, the themes with James Harden now out. We talked about the uh, positive in terms of the defense without James Harden on the floor. But then there's also the impact on the offensive side. A man that averages 22 points, 10 assists, uh, close to seven rebounds a night. He has a big impact on the game on the offensive end. He has always been, I guess what you can call, a basketball genius when it comes to how he's able to navigate a defense as a point guard with the ball in his hands. Tremendous. Hall of Famer, top 75 performer, uh, uh, announced last season in the 75th season. And when he's off the floor, you're probably going to suffer in some categories. Where do they suffer right now without his offensive production on the floor? I mean, they suffer a lot of different characters. I mean, I, I think that the ball is, believe it or not, is there's like, you know, before people were saying there wasn't any ball movement, but it just seems like there really isn't any flow or any ball movement, you know, when you look at it. I mean, there's some, I mean, there was one game where you look at it, uh, I think they had 17 turnovers to 15 assists, you know yeah. what I mean, in a loss against Atlanta. You know, right now they're, they're, they're ranked uh, 29th in the league in offensive rating of, of 105 per 100 possessions, right? And you look at it, and there's a game that they played their last game, and they won this game, the game where Joel Embiid had 59 points. You know, Joel Embiid 
Tobias Harris, and Tyrese Maxey combined for 64 of their 83 shot attempts. So there was a lot of guys just standing around. And, you know, you look at it and you say to yourself, like, okay, um, they really don't have a point guard. I mean, and, 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 and when Harden is not on the floor, it becomes more and more obvious. You have a guy in DeAnthony Melton who's been arguably their most valuable reserve or, or non-star, you know, but you look at it that, you know, he's more better suited as a reserve coming off the bench. And he, he basically, in big moments, he hasn't always come through, came up what came up big for them this year. And then you look at a guy like Tyrese Maxey, who he's better off being a, a receiver than a distributor, like receiving passes, going to the cup, scoring, doing this, as opposed to worrying about running an offense. So, you know, when James isn't on the floor, guys aren't getting involved as much as they used to. There's not a lot of touches. Now, it was funny because people were complaining. Oh, James is ball dominant. He's doing this. He's doing that. We talked about but But it just seems like the offense is really struggling without James. It really is. It has been stagnant, and I, I use that word because that's something that Doc Rivers said after that Atlanta loss, Keith, that you talked about, where the offense is stale and it's not moving the way it's supposed to. Even with Joel Embiid on the floor, we know the ball is going to go to him all the time and run through him first or mostly run through him when they come down the floor. There are 80 to 90 possessions in the basketball game, sometimes more, and he's going to get a majority of those touches first going through the offense. But to your point, they have been stagnant where that's the dynamic of still Ty- Tyrese Maxey still tr- trying to figure out the point guard position, how to balance out his point guard play versus his scoring play also. And that's where this team is going to have to make sure that they can stay above water while he's out. And you have some tough games, Milwaukee on Friday, Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back. I don't care what you say about Minnesota uh, as a team, but any team on the second night of a back-to-back, it's not an easy thing to do, and you're going to need some some calming influence sometimes on the floor to read out a situation, to see what the defense is giving you, not just as a scorer, but someone who is facilitating to try to get yourself an easy bucket, but most importantly, to set your teammates up as the floor general for this basketball team to make sure you make it a, a little bit easier and, and, and to ease, ease the concerns of the coach as you're out there and running and dictating how the offense is going to go. So that's where he has to improve Maxi, as we've talked about, the Anthony Melton. He's a backup. He's a two-way player. He can hold you down in spots. But how long until some of the issues of, of the warts start to come out where it's not all positive? It's not always a positive thing when it comes to what Melton is doing as, as a point guard and distributor. And we've seen them both have some high assist games. The Anthony Melton has had double digit assists. Tyrese Maxey in that second game against Atlanta where they defeated them, he had 26 and nine assists with three turnovers. He was phenomenal in that game and figuring it out. The other part too is oftentimes the guys have to make shots when those passes do find them and, and, and drop. So he is sorely missed. He's James Harden for a reason. We knew it when the injury happened, which is why when we came on here, on Locked On 76ers and talked about it, we discussed how much of a huge loss it was for the team not being able to have their second best player, their second all-star, a guy who averages 10 assists, 
and makes things easier for everyone else. The scoring that you talk about with Maxi, when he James Harden draws the attention and Maxi is beelining to the basket, hits him in stride where he can against one defender use that speed, get to the basket, and finish. Joel Embiid, oftentimes, like that New Orleans, I mean that Utah Jazz game. We talk about how he had to work so hard to get these points. And some spots were easier than others, but he has to work too hard because of how good he is and that all the attention that's coming his way. James Harden makes life easier too. While he does dribble a lot, he also makes life easier for so many of his teammates because of his ability to find them, pass, bang, don't have to put the ball on the floor at all, shoot, whether it's from the three-point line or it's in the painted area for Embiid, P.J. Tucker with his little push shot there in the middle of the of the lane, Tyrese Maxey, and even Tobias Harris with his catch-and-shoot opportunities also. They miss him. When he does come back, I hope they're able to incorporate all of that stuff together again and see where we may be able to get the best of all parties involved in this and them winning those games on the back end and seeing the best version of themselves. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Good basketball. Yeah, just want to see good basketball. And while they're winning these last two, and they have an opportunity this five game homestand to do a little more, we know that they miss their all star point guard. No matter the deficiencies that he has, they miss him as the offensive floor general. Again, all right, we come back. We'll dive into what James Harden had to say at practice on Thursday for the first time since he stepped away from the team with the foot injury. We'll come back and we'll do that. But first, I got to tell you about sweat block. Well, I'm not a big sweater, but I do have my moments like when I'm playing basketball, when I'm playing some sports in the summertime, whatever it might be. Or even in the winter, I'm inside a gym and I'm simply playing basketball again or working out and I start to sweat in a big way. It can be embarrassing from time to time when you see the sweat all in your back and right. You don't want to look crazy while you're doing it. Well, someone, you know, we've had people deal with that. I've had family members also dealing with that as as well. And this is how you do your best in terms of getting away from that or easing those concerns now at this time. I'll talk about myself. Sweat block has wipes. I can use those when I go to the gym. They were invented by a doctor and they're guaranteed to work or you don't pay. They call it the sweat block dry shirt guarantee. I've had that. My shirts down the back again, sweaty. And even in the front of your shirt, sometimes you, you're working out or you're playing ball and you use your shirt to wipe your face. And you're like, oh, a little salty there. Well, that's because of the, you know, sweating profusely out there on the floor. If sweat block, now that they have these wipes, doesn't guarantee and keep you dry, you get your money back if these wipes don't work for you. If you don't find them satisfactory, sweat block will take care of you. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block. Risk-free today, save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available, yes, on Amazon. All right, welcome back. Locked on 76ers. Again, Keith Pompey, Devon Givens. I'm not sweating right now. I feel cool under pressure while we're doing this, this podcast. Otherwise, I'd be using my sweat block wipes to make it easier. But I'm cool right now, Keith. I'm all good. I'm all good. 
All right. <laughs> you, you were at practice today, man. James Harden spoke today. What was the message that he was relaying after speaking for the first time since uh, being ruled out for a month with the foot contusion? I, I think the biggest thing that people will get out of this is, although he wasn't specific, um, and, and maybe it's because he wasn't asked to be <laughs> really specific and he's a smart guy. He, he's still, he's still on the same time frame um, of coming back, like within a month. Right. Um, you know, he talked about, uh, you know, well, actually he was out there shooting the ball and he looked good shooting the ball. Now, again, it's one of those things where, can and you put a lot into it because he was like shoot or moving shooting. Well, you said the video was kind of like catching shooting, so which is good for him, you know, just because we don't really get to see a lot of that of him in games and stuff. And that has to be his maturation with the 76ers and playing with Joel Embiid. I agree. But he was he was he was draining a lot of those. Now he didn't practice, but he just out there with Sam Cassell getting up shots. You know, he talked about the injury, he talked about how he had a boot on for like five days and his, his ankle was swelling, his foot was swelling, and he took the boot off. Um, he, something he probably shouldn't do, but he just said he feels a whole lot better without it. Um, you know, but he's the, the biggest thing for people is that he believes that he's going to be back. Now, his timeline was a month, and he believes that he's going to be back around that time. You know, it's like it looks like maybe another week, you know, they have to see if all the pain goes away and everything. And then it's going to take a week of conditioning and getting back in shape before he plays. So it looks like that, you know, James will, um, you know, everything looks good, but again, you know, he wasn't asked specifically when you're coming back, James. So what he said is, yeah, I'm, I look like I'll be back in within that time. <laughs> Which was a month. It was just a month. Yeah. Which was a month. So we have about two weeks to go until he returns. So sometime I think in early December will be the earliest timeline for him uh, in coming back. If my numbers are, are right, I have to go back and look at um, look at that and, and see. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess we'll find out sooner rather than later yeah. uh, when he will in fact be back. But the one thing I, I, I would say about the foot contusion and him. As you said, the catch and shoot maturation of his time here with Philly and playing for this team. Don't rush it. Don't rush it because we know you need your feet to be able to move and be productive out there on the floor. And if it's not right, I will prefer that he takes his time and Joel Embiid can keep them above water. Tyrese Maxey elevating his game. Harris, Melton, Tucker, all of those. Don't rush it. Take your time until you get back when dealing with the feet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just my opinion. Just yeah, my you're right. Just you're my right. Opinion. All right, man. Well, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good people know where they can find us? Everywhere else. Outside. Yeah, you can. Yeah, wherever you yeah, You know what? Like you said, everywhere else. I was about to say, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. But you can also find my man D on his own show, The Divine Giving Show. So tonight, you can listen to him 
from 1030 to midnight. Brother's going to be burning the midnight oil tonight. But after you can look hockey. after the Flyers hockey game. So you can get him talking more about, you know, something about the Flyers, something about Harden, something about, you know, whatever you need. The Eagles, all that. Another signing today. Okay. Okay. Who they pick up today? Pick up and Dominican Sue. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. not that's impressive. The Nebraska man. Yeah, big up Dominican Sue took Linville Joseph yesterday from former Giants second round pick early 2010. And uh, so now they have two more bodies in the interior of the defensive line since they lost two bodies. Yeah, so that, that, that's pretty good. Linville Joseph went to Alabama, right? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. I think so. But yeah, it's, it's so many because you said former Giant. But but anyway, so so here's the deal though. But after you listen to D, make sure you also follow him on Twitter, because see what they're doing now is whenever D is on, they -hmm. give out these alerts now, letting all the followers know. So follow him on Twitter so you can know when my man is about to go on, right? So definitely do that, right? Because D's all over. Some days they got him on the morning show, all types of stuff. He's like, you know, versatile when it comes down to that. So do that. So follow him at Divine G975 and follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can uh, go to inquire.com to read some of my articles. I'm going to have a breakdown on the thing we talked about in tomorrow's paper about, uh, you know, uh, the offensive rating, defensive, defensive ratings. Yep. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have that out there. I'll have that out there tomorrow. So do us a favor and do that. Okay. I got it. And East Carolina is where Linville. Oh, that's where he went. Okay. All right. All right. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, thanks. Appreciate it. Everybody will talk to you tomorrow ahead of Sixers and Bucks. It's a big matchup again. Bucks clipped in the first time in game number two of the season, the home opener. Lost by two. Good defensive performance. Bad shooting on both sides, I guess. There's a balance there. I don't know which one you want to say. It was a winnable game. Milwaukee took it 90 to 88. We'll dissect the game and break it down for you, the matchup. On Friday, Sixers hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Keith, thanks, man. As always, talk to you tomorrow, man. Peace, brother. Peace. All right.